If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money off of your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, scumbags and scumbaggets. Welcome back to another episode of the Scumbag Diaries. I have just returned from the mecca of scumbaggery here in eastern Appalachia, Jellicoe, Tennessee. Hot damn, I'm glad I don't live there anymore, but it was nice to see some old friends and for the baby to get to meet people. It was it was nice to just socialize with people, especially during these times when that's not necessarily allowed, but you know, fuck the system. We stayed at the newly reopened Jellicoe Motel, um, which has its own laundry list of scumbaggery in its past, and that could be a whole episode in itself, probably. But I suggest that anyone going to Jellicoe definitely go and stay there, especially if you enjoy having lazy-eyed, slovenly mongoloids popping shots off of their revolver outside of the door to intimidate guests while your one-year-old daughter 13-year-old siblings and various friends and family are having a reunion. That's really nice. Also, they hate pit bulls. And it's just, it's a really, it's a really fantastic environment. You really get the whole Jellicoe scumbag experience by staring there. And I suggest any tourists or anyone crossing the mountain go check that out. It's a good time. On a more serious note, everyone should actually go check out Papa's Vapor Shop in the Jacksboro La Follette area. And give them some of your hard-earned dollars because they have a wide variety of vapes, mods, accessories, and they have a newly remodeled side of the store that has water pipes and all your various tobacco needs. I was uh, planning on recording a couple episodes with people while in Jellicoe, but that all kind of fell through to no one's fault. Uh, We just didn't end up happening, so I'm going to record a solo episode to put out for you guys and try and keep that one episode a week thing going. I do have, I plan on going back and getting those episodes done though, because there's some pretty awesome content that I think is going to be in those episodes. We're going to do a scumbag, scumbag Star Wars episode with my friend Zach, who has a wealth of knowledge on the subject. We're going to do a scumbag HP Lovecraft episode with my friend John Boy when we get back. And me and my friend Chase are just going to do a general scumbaggery episode. And we're talking about doing a scumbag anime episode. I don't know if anyone would be into that, but I think it could be fun. And there's definitely a lot of scumbags in anime that we could totally talk about. Before I get started with the episode, I want to just talk about some of the upcoming movie news that has me hype as fuck. So we have the Batman, Matt Reeves version of the Batman that's coming out soon. Uh, It's being filmed starring Robert Pattinson from Twilight and Harry Potter. At first, when I heard they cast him as Batman, I was iffy about it because I could only picture Edward Cullen. But now I've revisited it and I've watched some of his other movies. And I think he has the acting chops and he can be a really good Bruce Wayne. They're basing the movie on the long Halloween story. And Matt Reeves said that his goal is to showcase Batman's detective skills which is something that hasn't really been put 
at the forefront of all of the movies that have happened so far. In other Batman news, and this is this was a big one, and I'm pretty excited about it. We have just found out that Michael Keaton is returning as Batman in the new Flashpoint Paradox film, and also in that movie. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is going to reprise his role as Thomas Wayne, but in the Flashpoint universe as the gun-toting, alcohol-soaked murder Batman that we all know and love from the comic books and animated series. There's a new G.I. Joe movie coming up. I don't really care about that, but I guess it sort of fits in with the content of the show. It's supposed to be a reboot. It's called G.I. Joe Ever Vigilant. We're getting a Blue Beetle movie which is exciting. Jaime is finally making it to the big screen. The New Mutants is coming out, which is super dope, because I th we, th we started getting trailers for the New Mutants back in, like, late 2016, 2017. And it just didn't get put out, and I thought that when Disney bought out Fox that that movie was just going to stay in purgatory forever and we were never going to get it, so I'm super stoked that they're actually putting that movie out. We have the Morbius... The Living Vampire movie, which is coming out soon. Jared Leto is playing John Morbius, and it's going to be fantastic. It's set in the MCU Spider-Man movies, but in the weird pocket where Venom is. I think they're trying to bring that all into the MCU fold. I'm not 100% sure about that. We almost lost Spider-Man completely in uh, the MCU movies, and I'm glad that Tom Holland got drunk and worked that out. Also in movie news, something that's super exciting, <clears throat> and I've 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 gone on tirades before about how basically fuck Zack Snyder's version of Superman and Batman, but I've I've grown older now, and I just have grown to appreciate what he was doing. I didn't like Justice League, and I thought that was Snyder's fault for a while, and then I realized what actually happened. He was filming Justice League and had a family member get ill. And he had to leave. And Warner Brothers was like, well, Snyder's out of the picture for a minute. Who are we going to get to finish this movie? And they called the same man who put together another successful comic book ensemble movie, Joss Whedon, who directed The Avengers, and brought him in to direct it. He looked at Zack Snyder's script and pretty much just openly made fun of it rewrote giant chunks of it, shot a completely different movie. It's Joss Whedon's fault that we got the CGI'd Superman. It's all pretty much Whedon's fault, which is, don't get mad at me out there, hardcore nerds that are listening to this, because I love Buffy and Dollhouse and Firefly just as much as the rest of you, and I'm pissed off that all his TV shows got canceled. But no matter which way you spin it, it's Whedon's fault. Justice League was a giant pile of shit. With that being said... Because of Zack Snyder leaking information and Henry Cavill and the rest of the cast getting behind him and the fans coming in a big way, we're finally going to get to see the mythical Snyder cut. HBO has given Zack Snyder something to the tune of like $35 million to finish the original Snyder cut of the film. And the whole movie is going to be like three and a half hours. The majority of the money that HBO is giving them is going to just adding digital effects to film to scenes they already have filmed from when they were filming the first time that we just sort of threw in the trash. But they are bringing back actors for reshoots and Henry Cavill has said that he's coming back for reshoots 
and voiceover work. Ben Affleck said that he's returning as Batman, and that sort of leaves the door open for him to come back down the road. And as I mentioned earlier, Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman, and uh, it's alleged that after the Flashpoint movie, he is going to stay around and sort of be the Nick Fury-esque glue that keeps the larger DC multiverse at at uh you know glued together and i they had scenes planned out for michael keaton in the dc tv crisis crisis crossover and then we got george knox from the tim burton movie and that was the same universe as michael keaton's batman and the bat symbol in the back is sort of it's like a mashup of batwoman's bat symbol and terry mcginnis's batman beyond bat symbol so i i know that they had planned on of like a couple years ago doing a Tim Burton universe set Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton, and I hope that that's still in the works and that that comes out of him returning. Sorry I went on the Michael Keaton rant there. Just I'm really excited about it. But he's supposed to be the Nick Fury that sort of glues the larger multiverse together, and the TV series multiverse is basically canon with the larger multiverse, and that's exciting. Speaking of multiverses, soon we're getting the... MCU movie Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, directed by Sam Raimi, who gave us the original Spider-Man trilogy. There are rumors that the reason Sam Raimi is directing this is because we're going to get a condensed version of a fourth Tobey Maguire Spider-Man film. Tobey Maguire is on the acting bill for the movie. It's really exciting, and it is the multiverse, and we already got the Spider-Verse, so we know that there are other versions of Spider-Man out there. I think this is going to tie all of it together sort of in the same way the Crisis crossover did for the DC TV shows. I've always been a proponent that DC does better TV and animated films than it does movies. And Marvel is way better at the films than they are TV shows and animated series. Though I think with the upcoming Disney Plus series like Hawkeye, which may actually have been canceled, I'm not sure about that. But WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, She-Hulk, I think all those shows are going to be basically six different movies in their own right per season. While we're on the topic of movies, I think we should also give praise to the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey film that came out recently. I think that Margot Robbie did a great job in that. And it was one of the funniest DCE films that I've seen so far. And if that same energy for that film had been brought to Suicide Squad, it would have been a way better movie. This episode of The Scumbag Diaries isn't going to be structured or linear or anything. It's going to be essentially the same thing as the Scumbag Magicians episode. I'm going to talk about a couple of different topics and list some things about them to get you guys more interested. And we're going to do an episode about each of these topics later on down the road. I promise that eventually we are going to get full-blown hour-long episodes about certain topics really soon with vacation and everything. I was a little busy and we just didn't get to make any of the, the planned episodes we have. But we have them all planned out and down the road we're going to get them and you guys are going to love it. I'm sure of it. Most of the things on this episode we're going to talk about are scumbag things the American government has pulled. And the first one on that list, which I think is probably the most important and the most eye-opening red pill conspiracy that anyone could possibly get, because there's ample documentable proof, and that is Project Paperclip. Project Paperclip is the code name for the project in which the U.S. government pulled in 16,000 
Nazi German scientists, engineers, and technicians, and 2,200 Nazi military specialists into the government of the United States. Some of the people we pulled in were Werner von Braun and his entire V-2 rocket team, which literally started NASA and the space race and the American rocket program. Werner von Braun was a full-blown SS Nazi. He came to America, started the rocket program. We just sort of hid the fact that he was a Nazi, and we he was best friends with, with Walt Disney, of all people. And Walt Disney is a shady character in his own right, and we're definitely going to do a Scumbag Disney episode. But before we ever actually made it to space, Walt Disney and Werner Von Braun put out these propaganda films talking about how they would make it to the moon and space and the science of it and everything. And they were geared mostly towards children. Disney was in them with Von Braun, and they put them out to the masses, and we literally had a Nazi lead us into space. And that can lead us to down the road, breakaway civilizations, the inner earth, Nazi bases underneath Antarctica, all of that stuff. But with Project Paperclip, the only thing you need to really know is that we total, we just pulled up to the docks at Nuremberg, and we're like, get in, we'll save you from the military tribunal that's going to hang you guys and give you completely new lives and identities. Also stemming from Project Paperclip, some of the companies that happened other than NASA because of it were Monsanto, the company that has been pumping GMOs and chemicals and creating pesticides and just poisoning our food supply for the last couple of decades, literally came out of Project Paperclip and was started by Nazi scientists. You, the, Monsanto, ironically enough, was a giant proponent of the vegan movement in the beginning, which is interesting to think about how the Nazi connection to the vegan movement, and I know I'm going to piss a lot of people off by saying that, but I just think it's an interesting connection. Um, also connected to the Project Paperclip and the Nazis are Bayer, the company that makes aspirin and lots of other pharmaceuticals. One of the most impressive things that Bayer ever made, the most useful uh, was actually the Zyklon B gas that Hitler used in the concentration camps to kill hundreds of thousands of Jews. In the movie Captain America Winter Soldier, Project Paperclip is part of the underlying plot of the film. That's how Hydra infiltrated the U.S. government was during the Nuremberg trials. They pulled up. They were like, hey, Nazi Hydra scientists, come work for the U.S. government. And, of course, like... When you hire a Nazi and you're like, hey, come work for us, just hide all of your Nazi memorabilia in the basement, they don't stop being a Nazi. They don't stop having those political views. And lots of people would argue, you know, Chris, uh, they might have been forced into it. Maybe they didn't have that view. You know, maybe they just had no other option. And that would be like all of the Death Eaters saying that the Cruciatus curse is the reason they followed Voldemort. And I don't fucking buy that shit. I guarantee right now if the Dark Lord Adolf Hitler came up, everyone's fucking invisible ink swastika tattoos would pop up and they would just go right back to fucking Heil Hitlering. Even though most of them are dead. But Werner von Braun was a Nazi, and he got us to the moon. Those are just fucking facts. There's nothing, you, you can't argue it. You can't argue it. He was a Nazi. He got us to the moon. The second thing that I want to talk about, and probably the most well-known thing, is the MK Ultra, a.k.a. the CIA Mind Control Program, in which experiments were done 
on military personnel and civilians intended to identify and develop drugs and procedures to be used in interrogations in order to weaken the individual and force confessions through mind control. They used high doses of LSD and other psychoactive drugs along with hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, and government-sanctioned sexual abuse. It went on in military bases, university, and prisons. Whitey Bolger and Ted Kaczynski were both MKUltra test subjects. They also tried turning men into Manchuriate candidate-type assassins and weapons, and they tried to turn women into government sex kittens that were intended to seduce the enemy and gain leverage. And the MKUltra has been referenced in lots of things. They literally drugged and tried to control people. And some of the things connected to MKUltra that we're going to get into are the Manson family. Uh, there's evidence that Manson, if not a CIA asset, was sort of just like a CIA-controlled opposition chaos cedar that they put out. Because the, he was he was in prison and released. His P.O., was in the CIA. There's all sorts of shadiness that we'll get into in either the MK Ultra episode or the Manson episode. Eventually, MK Ultra was supposedly put to bed because all of the people involved in it, it became a game to just dose each other. Like they would be in the office and someone would go up by the water pool cooler and drop a couple hits of acid into someone's cup and they would drink it. And a few hours later, they'd start tripping and they'd be like, oh, someone got me. And this trend spilled over into like corporate retreats and things they were going to and eventually a naval officer who had no idea about the program wasn't involved at all got dosed and actually ended his life while high on lsd and that death prompted an investigation and got it brought to light but i'm, I'm convinced that the mk ultra cia mind control program is still up and running and if they're not using LSD, they're using programming or some sort of subliminal programming on television. And while I'm still on the topic of MKUltra, I'd mentioned Charles Manson and the Manson family, and I think it's interesting that the woman, Sharon Tate, who was murdered, was dating Roman Polanski, the man who in the Scumbag Magicians episode I mentioned went out into the desert with one of the higher-up scientists at NASA, the Nazi built and ran institute and performed one of Crowley's rituals that may or may not have resulted in all of the UFO phenomena from that point forward. That's strange that it was it was Roman Polanski's house and it was his wife who was murdered by the Manson family. That's just an interesting thought that I'd also thought I would throw out there. Now, a bunch of things the government has done is shady. Another one is the Montauk Project, in which at Camp Hero in Montauk, New Jersey, the government would lure kids into underground secret tunnels and take them to the base and basically try to, like, harness, harness, harness their psychic energy and get them to remote view through different things like electroshock and basically sexual abuse. And then they would just be like, oh, we're, we're teaching you to unlock powers and be superheroes. And then they would send them on about their way. And that's a really shady thing the government did. I also want to get into Project Looking Glass, where the U.S. government allegedly stole technology from the Roswell crash and had psychics sit down in this chair and look through like a orb of water 
floating and use remote viewing techniques to look into the future. And all of those scientists said that they are not scientists, but all the remote viewers and psychics and everyone involved in Project Looking Glass said that once they tried to get to a certain point in time, they couldn't see past it anymore. And that calls to mind the movie, uh, oh goodness, I'm blanking on it, Tomorrowland, the Disney movie, I believe it's called Tomorrowland, and in that movie they develop a computer to see into the future, and they basically hit one point, which is the apocalypse, and they can't see past it, but what you find out at the end of the movie is they actually are psychically projecting that ending, that apocalypse, that timeline to the masses through movies, television, books, music. They're just sort of pulling the collective consciousness of the people to the apocalypse, basically, which is an interesting to think about. I think that films and TV sort of drip feed a lot of the truth of the inner workings of the universe to us, whether it's in whether it's like on purpose or not. I think that we can gain a lot of truth through that, especially with movies like The Matrix, which is just basically condensed Gnosticism and one of the greatest movies. And it's where the term red pill that I used earlier came from. But the Montauk Project is really shady. We'll get into 9-11 and how the Pentagon had a meeting. There was a man who had a meeting at the Pentagon and exposed them for not being able to account for trillions of dollars they were spending, and he had put together a task force that was supposed to go investigate where all the funds had gone and all of the evidence that the Pentagon and the government had been misappropriating those funds just so happened to be in the buildings that were destroyed on 9-11. I think an architectural magazine or a physics magazine pretty much just proved that the towers were destroyed by controlled demolition. Everyone always talks about Tower 7, how that doesn't make any sense. But Tower 6 also was destroyed, and it didn't collapse. It just had a giant crater in the center of it. And there's a lot of mystery surrounding that. They don't even really talk about that on the news. People talk about hearing explosions. People have tested the dust from 9-11, and there's explosions in there. And I'm not trying to say at all that people didn't die in 9-11 and that it wasn't a national tragedy because it was. I'm just trying to say that the narrative we were given is full of bullshit and it's just not true. And most of us, especially most of the people watching, were really young when the narrative was put to us. So of course we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. I actually have a this is gonna get into the weirder side of the podcast. So I was hoping to stay away from it for a while, but uh, eventually we're going to talk about how certain things that happen are so impactful on the collective unconscious that it can almost echo through time, right? And that could be where a lot of the 9-11 imagery comes from. And I actually had a dream the day before 9-11 that has had me shook for basically my entire life. And uh, I don't want to say that it was a predictive dream, but the things, the synchronicities there are ridiculous, and I'll talk about that in the 9-11 episode, and I think people will find that interesting. Um, but 9-11 is super shady. The Kennedy assassination, there's a whole lot to that we have to talk about. Like the fact that George H.W. Bush was in town the day Kennedy was assassinated, even though he wasn't supposed to. 
uh, have been there. Um, basically, Kennedy would have been the greatest president in the entire world, or in the entire history of the world. He was going to expose the CIA and shatter them into, I think, a thousand pieces, as something is quoted saying. And he really, like, pulled off the hat trick. He pissed off the FBI, the CIA, and the mafia all at the same time, just because he was trying to expose how things really went. And they even killed his brother and his son later on when his son was trying to run for president. So, the Kennedys have gotten a raw deal. He also was getting shot up in the ass with methamphetamine almost on a daily basis by a doctor that they called Dr. Feelgood, which is where the song came from. He and Jackie Onassis's relationship was a bit rocky. Apparently they would have like a a cheating war where one would have sex with someone else and the other would do that to get back at him, which culminated into the uh, the alleged Marilyn Monroe affair, which is going to lead into the conspiracy about her death. I think that she was assassinated because she knew some shit about the government and because she was having sex with JFK. That's what I think. I don't know if it's true, but we'll get into all the evidence and stuff we have for that later on down the road. Um, it's not really a conspiracy, but we're going to get into the Skinwalker Ranch, we're going to get into UFOs, UFOlogy, we're going to do remote viewing, uh, which is another thing that has been dripped fed to us through movies. There's a movie called Suspect Zero that came out when I was younger about a serial killer that travels across the whole country, and remote viewing is a big part of that plot and how they eventually catch the serial killer. Um, we're going to get into the idea that UFOs are actually... At least most UFO sightings are actually just crafts that our government or a breakaway faction of the government have created that are just flying around and fucking with people. And we're going to get into the discussion that maybe some of the earlier UFO encounters were actually just government people fucking with people and trying to spread disinformation. Recently, the CIA has put out declassified documents about remote viewing They've essentially put out documents saying that we do live in a hollow fractal universe and can control it with our consciousness. Um, they have released documents basically saying that UFOs are real. A lot of weird dripping disclosure things are happening right now in the world, and I suggest everyone look into that. Basically, the lens in which we have viewed reality for the longest time is fractured and shattered, and things are just... You know, we don't live in the universe we thought we did. We're learning new things every day about reality and the system that we're in. And we're starting to, to wake up, for a lack of better term. We're starting to see the truth of things. We're in a prison that we've built ourselves and we're the guards of, and we're proud of it. But it is a prison nonetheless, and we have got to break out of it. And whether that's a prison being controlled by the Archons and the Demiurge, which we'll get into in the Gnostics episode, or it's just a, a societal mental prison built so that the few who understand the ancient mysteries of existence can hold us down and feed off of our suffering. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. All I know is that the normal people, us, are being lied to and controlled on a scale that I don't think even the most experienced researcher or conspiracy theorist or truther could even comprehend. We're going to talk 
whether the moon landing was real or faked. Uh, we're going to talk whether maybe space is real or fake. We're going to get into Flat Earth. I'm not a Flat Earther, but I'm going to just talk about it because I feel like all information is good information. We're going to get into a lot more magic stuff. We're going to talk about different types of magic, chaos magic, witchcraft, uh, Wicca. We're going to get into the Saturn worshipping, Black Cube worshipping cabal that may or may not run the world uh, with their child sex trafficking, pedophile cannibal rings that the Hillary Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation are involved in. We're going to talk about Frazzle Drip, even though I might get suicided by the Clintons for talking about that, but whatever. Shit happens when you party naked, dog. Uh, we're going to talk about lots of crazy shit. Honestly, and we're going to talk a lot more things, comic books, comic book movies, comic book interest, uh, industry. We're going to get into the forming of Image Comics, which I think is a really punk rock, badass story. That might, not, might even be my next episode. If I have to do a solo episode next week, I'm going to go ahead and do a scumbag comic book industry episode. And we're going to get into how Bob Kane fucked over Bill Finger, how... Stan Lee fucked over his partner, how I'm blanking on his name, which makes me a real asshole, because he's one of my heroes and one of the greats in comic book industry, and I can't even think of it right now. We're going to get into all that stuff. Um, We're going to get... I, I want to talk about movies, which is something that I hadn't initially put into the content I wanted in the podcast, but... I'm a huge movie buff. I love all things movies. I have a tattoo of Bruce Willis, for Christ's sake. Uh, we're going to get into all that. We're going to might as well just stories in general, fantasy, lots of nerd shit. We'll just call it a nerd conspiracy podcast from here on out. Fuck it. This was another short episode, and I apologize. There was just a lot of randomness and listing things in it yet again, which I apologize for, but hopefully you guys got some tidbits of information out of it you might enjoy i want to go into this whole wayfair uh cabinet child sex trafficking thing but i haven't looked into it too much but i do think that it's suspect as fuck these cabinets are super overpriced and they have the names of missing kids in the titles of the post if you google their upn number there's like risque photos of children and stuff it's all really fucking sick ellen degeneres who people are already claiming is involved in the pedophilic satanic cabal and according to her guest other than all of that stuff she just might not be a good person which is horrible because i like most of the people thought of ellen degeneres as one of the shining lights in society but after hearing about how she treated Nikki Tutorials, a guest who recently came out as transgender by not letting her go to the bathroom, and how her and other celebrities basically snuffed Jared Leto at the Oscars with a picture, which might not seem very menacing. What is a dick move? And we should talk about it. What the fuck, Ellen? And she's just been sort of rude to some of her guests, and I never really picked up on it. Uh, we'll get into all the celebrities who are supposedly on house arrest, like Ellen DeGeneres, Oprah Winfrey, and her house getting raided, uh, because of the child sex trafficking thing. I want to, before I get done with this episode, talk about Epstein a little bit. And speaking of him, the Netflix show, Epstein Filthy Rich, that came out 
I have a little bit of a bone to pick with it because it only focuses on mostly his time in Tampa and him paying underage teenage girls to give him massages and touching them inappropriately, which is definitely wrong and horrible. But it doesn't talk about the six to ten year old girls and boys that he sexually assaulted and had trafficked. It doesn't go into the sketchy island he has. It doesn't go into the shady shit that goes on at his Zorro ranch in New Mexico. It it, it doesn't do this trying to complaint a less villainized version of this sick fuck, and I have an issue with that. They just arrested Jocelyn Maxwell Maxwell, who was not just someone who helped facilitate the underage girl. She participated in the sexual abuse with Epstein, and they're connected to the Clintons and John of God, who recently got busted for sex trafficking, and Oprah was a huge promoter of John of God before he was arrested, so no wonder she's getting fucking raided by the FBI. There's a lot of shady shit going on, and children are in danger, and it's it's like no one really gives a fuck about it. When you try to talk to people about it, they might dismiss you as crazy or whatever, despite the evidence. Uh, and it's just not... It's not cool, man. It's fucked up. People should look into it, and they should do their research, but they there is definitely something going on. The British royal family, there's evidence coming to light that they did kill Princess Di, which might explain why her son and his new wife were kicked out of the royal family. There's a lot of shady shit going on with the power structure of the world, and I don't know if the coronavirus or anything is a cover-up for all of this shit coming to light or what's going on. I think that the virus is real. I think its origins are shady. I think that people are really dying, and the numbers and science has been skewed to fit the needs of the media and the people in power. With that being said, I'm going to call a day with this episode. I'm going to go hang out with my baby and my girlfriend, but everyone love everyone. Keep, keep, keep looking on the bright side, guys. And as the immortal Bill Hicks said, remember, it's just a ride.